Hey everyone, we're with Paul Schaefer Jr. today for our Snowball Derby preview. Paul, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Just getting things, everything buttoned up. Hi, Paul. How are you tonight? Where are you right now? I'm at home for tonight, watching Sunday night football. Down there in Indiana, huh? Yep, yep. Got to see the Colts-Packers game today. Got to watch the Colts oh. going out. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, you can rub that in on us uh, right now. For yeah, sure. yeah. I figured I had to on somebody, right? Well, you, you, <laughs> you double got us this time, so we'll get you next time. <laughs> that's that's good. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Let's start here. Uh, tell us about your year. It was a unique year. So just highlight a few things for us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had a pretty good year down at Grundy. We uh, won the championship over there, and we got lucky enough to win the Wayne Carter Classic. So that was pretty good. Got my second Midwest Tour win, and like I say, was able to win the championship down there. So we've had good cars all year, which has been really refreshing. The last couple of years, we've struggled. So going into going into the Derby, we're kind of excited. How tough is it trying to run a weekly show there and then also travel because you're traveling with Arkham Midwest Tour and to other big races? What what What's the challenge to doing that? Yeah, the hardest part is keeping the cars going. So in the shop, it's just me and my crew chief, Chris Purdy. And uh, like I say, it it's busy just to keep one car going. So now that you have a local car and a traveling car, it's three times the work to keep two cars going. So as crazy as that sounds, it uh, – it worked out too on the schedule. We didn't really have too many conflicting dates with the Friday Saturday deal. Yeah, I was on your Facebook page and I see that nice burnout that you have over at Grundy with that championship there. Congratulations on that. Hey, you know how to burn them down. How would you like to do that down at Pensacola, man? It'd be awesome to do a Pensacola. Every every time we go down there, we think, man, we we got them covered this year. We got we got really good cars this year. We got everything, all the right people and. We get down there, and it's like, man, everybody else brought all the right people too. So it's a tough deal down there. To even be to even be in the show is an honor to even get down there and be in it. So, like I say, to win it would be something really special. You've been super competitive, won some big races over the year. Uh, Madison International Speedway, the championship at Grundy, you just said. Uh, talk a little bit about how the Snowball Derby compares to some of the other races that you've been to. It's, it's, it's the peak. I mean, it's the number one short track race in America. I mean, it, nothing compares to it. I mean, there's races that have more races and more cars, but the, the type of top tier quality cars that are at the snowball derby is just, it's just unmatched. I mean, to go down there and my favorite night there's Friday night, you're under the lights, the dew sets in and you just, you're, you're waiting to go out and you're just, you're just nervous because every car is getting faster and faster. So by the end of the night, you're just, you're just hoping you're in the top 30. And like I say, I've been on both sides of the fence, been outside and then inside. And like I say, it's, it's tough. It's nerve wracking. And it's, it's the most nerve wracking thing that any race car driver has to go through. How do you prepare differently for the snowball derby uh, compared to the other races that you do up here? Well, you just, you can't have any mistakes. You got to have the car right on. And me as a driver, I have to be right on because from first to 30th is usually less than three tenths. So that just making the show is the most important part down there. Everything else you got to, you got to be smart and race it like a normal race, but getting prepared for qualifying is just the toughest part down there. 
Hey, now that we have controlled pit stops, did that influence you to go down there uh, this year? A little bit. It saves all the drivers and teams a little bit of money, which is kind of nice, but we were going to go anyway. We got our new Fury car ready, and like I say, we're, we want to try that out down there and see if we can see if we can run a little bit better. How do you typically um, do practice down there? Do you go out and just run your line? Do you try to follow someone that has a bunch of experience down there? What do you do differently for practice? Yeah, I mean, down there, they're, they're, all the drivers down there are good. There's no – there's no real bad guy to follow. Um, like you say, for us, we like to stick on older tires and do race runs and get the car better on older stuff as opposed to bolting on stickers all the time. I know a lot of guys down there get carried away with looking at practice times. So it, it's tough. You know, you, you'll see your 30th in practice and, you know, you might think you're struggling, but you just got to know that other guys and other teams with, you know, more funding and everything else, they're bolting on a lot of tires because, you know, they want to be at the top of the practice charts, which, you know, it's a it's a shot in the arm, but it's not all there is. You know, you got to have a better car at the end of the day. What do you expect out of the track? It, it seems to change. You deal a little bit of with that up here, Oktoberfest, a few days racing. What do you expect out of the track, and how do you set up the car? Yeah, down there, it stays pretty consistent throughout the week. Um, once once they get all the cars going on it, it stays pretty consistent. The biggest thing is just the dew on Friday nights that comes in. Otherwise, it's it's a pretty normal, easy racetrack, I think. I mean, it's just, it's just a steep level of competition that really sets it a little bit over the top of every other race. So you normally run uh, White Lightning, you call it the white number seven. Love that paint job, man. But uh, you have you have a brand new car now. Yeah, we're actually so we have a new Hamkey car, not a Rowdy, just an old Hamkey that we were putting together. hasn't been raced yet. We're gonna take that and give it a whirl and see if we can get it going. Otherwise, we have our Fury car that we ran at the uh, Grundy Midwest Tour Show and at Oktoberfest. Do you talk about strategy with your crew before the race, uh, during these few weeks before? Do you talk about it leading up after qualifying? Do you talk about strategy and, and how crucial is strategy down there? Yeah, strategy is important. Uh, sitting at home and waiting to go, like I say, the one strategy we have is be in the race on Friday night. And if we can do that, we've done everything we needed to. So beyond that, like, before we go, it's just make the race. And it sounds like it's really easy, but it's so tough down there. I mean, everybody is just so close. What's the key to getting around Five Flags Speedway? Um, a lot, you know, it's almost like the cars are almost hitting the wall in one, but some creep up about a half lane up. What's the key to get around one and two and then three and four? So I went down there a couple of years ago with Freddie Query, and he took me on a ride around there in a golf cart, and he said, see these patches there's grip on the patches so coming into one you got to hit the patches with the right side tires and get all the way down to the bottom almost hit the wall and then pick up the gas and be all over it coming off it's uh it looks tough but it's as you get going it's not too too bad you know you live down like in indiana and you are kind of a in a unique spot you you run with the cra guys cra and you run with a Midwest tour is uh, pretty much all the rules and everything all the same, or is it different? Um, how does that work? Uh, there's a couple small differences. I mean, 
Probably the biggest difference is the carburetor. Just they run all four barrel stuff and CRA and down south, whereas in Wisconsin, Midwest Tour stuff, they run all two barrels. Um, it doesn't make a huge difference. It's just rules are basically the same. Speaking a little bit more about that, what do you bring down to the Snowball Derby? You have to run a four barrel down there. There's no, there's no other option. I mean, it's, you got to have everything you can get. And once you qualify with what you got, that's what you have to run. So um, we set it up for their rules. And like I say, we should be pretty good. Do you talk to other competitors from the Midwest that will be down there or some other guys that you know and teams that are down there? Do you talk to them about how the track's doing, what you're struggling with, what you're having, you know, good fortune with? Do you talk that much with people throughout the week? Um, yeah, once we get down there, we'll uh, we'll have our Fury car. So that group of guys is really, really helpful. And, you know, it's Wimmer and Jeff Foltz and, like, a lot of the other teams like Gabe Summers, DeAngelis, and them guys. So it's, it's a wide network of teams that will at least be willing to help you out or get you back on track if you're off. So what would you classify as a successful week down at, down at the snowball? I mean, uh, a win would be the ultimate, but what would be a successful uh, goal for you to, to, to do down there? I'd like to make the race on time and finish all 300 laps. And that, that's a start. As long as I don't get lapped and make the race on time, I feel like that's a really good start. And then, like I say, anywhere in the top 10 is impressive. Uh, keep the car in one piece and finish all 300 laps. That's like I say, that sounds easy, but it's tougher, easier said than done. We've seen this race really propel other drivers' careers. Uh, what do you think winning would do for you, and, and how much would it mean? Well, it's it's an awesome race. I mean, it really is. It's, it's the one race that's just you want to win it. I mean, so many guys that are great have won it. Eric Jones, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, all them guys have won it, and – you know, they're on TV now. So, you know, it'd be pretty cool to do like the Eric Jones story where, you know, you go down there and race with Chase Elliott or somebody like that. And, you know, next year you're racing at Daytona. You know what I mean? That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. And speaking about the field, you know, Chase Elliott will be there, the recently crowned NASCAR Cup Series champion. Does that add a little bit of pressure when someone like that's in the field? For me, I, I love it when they come and race with us. I just think it's the coolest thing. I mean, it, it puts more eyes on what we're doing, and it just builds short track racing. So, for me, I, I love having them guys come down and race with us. Do you ever race on a simulator? Do you have an iRacer? Yeah, I, I have iRacing, but I, I'm not real good at it. I don't get on there enough to mess around and practice and do all that. I, I get on it maybe twice a year, and that's about it. Well, uh, again, thank you for the time. Good luck down there. We, we appreciate it, and we'll be rooting you on from up here. So yep, good thanks. luck. Thanks. I appreciate it. Good luck, Paul, man. Make it happen. Yes, sir. I'll try. Another great interview, this time from Paul Schaefer, Jr. Mark, it's a guy that we've seen run really well up here, and it'll be great to see him down there. Yeah, we see him run up front quite often around up here. He's, he's a good wheel man. He's a good dude. And you touched on the paint scheme a little bit, too. It's definitely one that uh, stands out. The, the black, the white, the green almost brings back of uh, the interstate batteries kind of look to it. It's really sharp. Yeah, just a little bit, you know. And uh, 
Yeah, and then uh, find out that he's a Colt fan right after the Packers just lost. So he uh, he double whammied us there. <laughs> he lives on that side of the border, so he's probably a dire Colt fan. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, just like, all right, have your have your laugh now. But um, all in all, yeah, Paulie's a good good dude, and uh, I'm sure do enjoy watching him race. Oh, for sure he is. You know, he's a guy that you can approach really easily, likes to talk about the sport. You can tell he really understands racing, the car, and all that, like a lot of the guys we interview do. So it's really great to chat with him. Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, when living in Indiana, you know, the CRAs are a lot closer, you know, down there. So he mingles with those guys there, and then he comes up this way. So he's kind of in between. He puts a lot of miles on it. He, he, he races a lot. You know, it's probably mostly from uh, the uh, location he's at. So, um, yeah, good stuff for him. Yeah, he sure does travel a lot, and we appreciate that as race fans because he's a he's a guy who puts on a lot of miles, as you just said, and he's always a nice guy to see. Yeah, you can approach him, man. He likes to talk. You know, so the, we saw him at Oktoberfest. You know him. Uh, we could have actually did an interview with him after he blew his motor at that Oktoberfest and, and so be it. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, quite a friendly guy and uh, easy to approach. Yep. Well, we wish him all the luck down there. Good luck, Paulie, and thanks for the time again. Yeah, another brand-new car. Imagine that. Yep. So good luck to Paul Shaver. <laughs> <laughs>